Hello and welcome to Tracking Time. My name is Alan Simmons and today we're going to talk about Halloween's history. A lot happened on October 31st throughout history. One of the things that personally affected me was my great-grandparents' marriage October 31st in the 1870s in Salt Lake City. Married on Halloween. It's a reason for me being here. So finding that hidden gem makes Halloween all that more relatable to me. It's part of the fabric of history. What traditions are in your family? What do you know of Halloween? Anciently, the ancient Celtic, Celtic, Celtic uh, Scottish and Irish tradition of Samhain has been celebrated throughout time. And this included things such as a big bonfire and things such as bobbing for apples, um, carving pumpkins or turnips to ward off evil spirits. And Halloween is best summed up by the immortal bard, the great Scottish poet, Sir Robert Burns. And just to quote a verse from his poem in Halloween, it's upon that night when fairies light on castles Dowens dance, or over the lays in splendid blades on sprightly horses prance. Or for Colleen, the route is taken beneath the moon's pale beams. There up the cove to stray and rove among the rocks and streams to sport that night. Halloween is a time of year when the stars align. When we get that alignment, and it happens from October 25th through about the 5th of November, it's when we have the um, stars align that the veil between heaven and earth is the thinnest. And we feel that connection to our ancestors. Ancestor veneration is what Halloween is all about. And veneration is far different from worship. Worship is what we do for a deity or for a god. Veneration is an honoring of our ancestors. And it actually has a tie, perhaps, to the Bible and the commandment of honor thy father and thy mother. You know, it's interesting as we celebrate Halloween and the many traditions we have today, especially here in America, where we dress up, we pass out small gifts of candy, we bob for apples, we have celebrations of many types, uh, we watch scary movies, those type of things. All of those things are rooted in the past. Uh, what do you know of a character named Guy Fox? Do you know that he had a gunpowder plot to blow up Parliament in Great Britain? And that the first trick-or-treat was effigies of Guy Fox that children made and sold on the streets in London. So it's interesting how we get these historic ties to Halloween. The connection between Halloween and us throughout time is always something that has been there. Um, a lesser-known celebration for October 31st is Reformation Day, and that was part of the Protestant movement. Um, October 31st is when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the door of Wittenberg Cathedral. I've personally been there. I've actually seen that. You get the chance add that to your bucket list and travel there and see that it's quite moving it affected 
pretty much everything that we know of religious freedom today. It started the movement of separation of church and state. It started what was wrong with practices that were conducted by religion, especially the Catholic Church, such as a practice of indulgences in which money could buy you repentance for sins or buy repentance for a heathen who had never been baptized. So those instances are interesting. You know, the whole October 30th, 30th through October through November 3rd, each has a different celebration. I mean, we have our souls days or Dia de los Muertos that's celebrated on November 2nd. And I'll get into that in the next episode because those are interesting days as well. We have All Souls Day. We have All Saints Day. Um, just several of the things that go on with Halloween. The first masquerade ball. Do you know when that happened? Happened in 1376. If I got that right. 1376. Let me look through my notes. Happened in the 15th century and happened on January 28, 1393. Happened in the court of Charles VI of France. And one of the ladies in waiting that attended his queen announced her engagement. And so King Charles decided to throw a bachelorette party. And it was a masquerade ball. And it was... You know, in French, it was Val des Ardents, or Burning Man's Ball, or Val des Savages, Wild Men's Ball. But it's where the men actually dressed up in masquerade outfits, and some of them were so fragile and flammable that they couldn't get close to the lights at the time of the day because they were live flames or they would catch on fire. So it's quite a vast difference from today when men traditionally sometimes don't dress up. So it's interesting that that was a bachelorette party. What do we know of witches from Salem, Massachusetts? Do they affect us? You know, Salem is a dichotomy of an ugly side of North American history. And it's something that gladly we have separation of church and state. And that separated the ability to try one for witchcraft, which happened in this continent in 1692 and 93. And it's interesting because there were several people that were tried for this. Over a hundred were accused of witchcraft. And it was 143 people. Nineteen men and women were hanged, and one man, Giles Corey, was pressed to death with boulders. How would you like to be pressed to death for witchcraft? By rocks. That's interesting. There were five people accused who died in jail during, during the trials. One of these is a great-great-great-great-grandmother of mine named Ann Foster. And Ann Foster was an Andover widow. She immigrated from England with her husband, to Massachusetts in 1634 on the ship, 1635 on the ship Abigail. And, you know, she was related to some prominent people in Massachusetts. 
and her husband died seven years before she was accused of witchcraft and tried. And not only was she accused, but her daughter, who had gotten pregnant. And so her daughter, trying to save her unborn child, threw her mother kind of under the bus. But the grandmother, realizing what was going on, took the guilt, took the blame, even though she wasn't guilty and she resisted for several days. But knowing that her daughter was pregnant, she had an unborn grandchild, took it upon herself to plead guilty, and she died in the goal or the prison in Salem. So that's a personal tie to that. Um, what do you know of Sleepy Hollow? Sleepy Hollow, Washington Irving's legendary story. His writings were based upon the lives of real people. And it's interesting that we have several of the characters involved from Ichabod Crane, his fiance, the inn, the setting, the community, and events that happened during a battle in White Plains, New York, during the Revolutionary War. And the famous headless horseman is something that just kind of fascinates everybody because he rides into battle in search of his head every night. And those are things that uh, fascinate the imagination. But is there any truth to that account? And what we have is we have a count, a couple of accounts. We have an account from Patriots Park that talks about a captured Hessian soldier who was beheaded instantly. But the one that's most famous is an account from the journal of William Heath about a Lieutenant Ephraim Fenno who was assigned to command an artillery battery during the Battle of White Plains, during the retreat that Washington had ordered for the Revolutionary Army, who had lost the Battle of New York. And what's interesting is a little bit later in the war, Washington orders our revolutionary forces across the Delaware and into Trenton to kill Hessians on Christmas Day. So it's a dichotomy of... of uh, a lot of things with warfare. But back to Fenno. Fenno was ordered to cover the retreat. He had the artillery battle. The Hessians were bold. They were fearless and well-disciplined, well-trained, well-organized, and were trained in still fear in their enemies. And Fenno fired a volley into the charging Hessians and a cannonball decapitated one of the Hessian soldiers. And that is our actual account of what happened with the Headless Horseman, in my humble researcher's opinion. So as always, Halloween has special ties. I have a Hessian ancestor in my own family history. 
but he was involved with the Battle of Bennington, Vermont, and not Halloween. But even so, it was a small group of Hessians that did serve the crown, the British crown, during the Revolutionary War. And this history has a vicarious tie to that. And it's interesting how history affects us. Halloween is a time to remember our ancestors and to remember what was sacrificed and what was given for us to have the life that we have today. May you always have a happy Halloween. And we'll see you next time on Tracking Time.